How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, we're getting there. Yeah? How was dinner? Dinner was delicious. It was actually really good, yeah. We hit up Smash Burger, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I don't care what they say, it's a fast food place. <laughs> <laughs> do they not? Do they say it's not? Is it like a... Oh, no, no, no. Uh god forbid you mention that to that manager she's a very chatty lady yeah she'd kill you right there on the spot how's the utensils oh has the utensils like you said how are the utensils i'm like <laughs> fine like anywhere else i'm just, ma- a- I'm just making small talk dude. granted there are those steak knives at some restaurants where it's just like a giant hunk of metal yeah and then it isn't sharp or serrated and i'm like what are we doing here <laughs> well first you carve out a knife <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was pretty good it's pretty good um as an american you know sometimes i like to eat a burger yeah but that's it that's the end of the thought <laughs> it really kind of puts taco bell in a bad light but uh yeah i mean i had taco bell for lunch so i can't be too upset you know like they still have i'm the not letting you pick food next time <laughs> i'm gonna decide for you i mean taco bell's is this because i had taco bell and the burger in the it same is day? Yeah. what was your breakfast uh if I swear to God, if you say <laughs> it was Wendy's. Burger. No. <laughs> it was, um, what did I have? It might have been a soil. I don't know if I had breakfast, actually. It might talk about might have been the first. I, I can't do that. I can't yeah. get to the morning and be like, food? No, nah, we'll wait on that. Yeah. If it is something like I'm at home for the start of the day or something, it'll be like a soylent. Just get some of that chocolate. But um, never just that. 400 calories doesn't do it no my my go-to is like a, a luna bar for breakfast or something that's it's like roughly 200 calories hmm, interesting yeah that's the thing and then i'm like hungry at 11 30 i'm like why though <laughs> okay as long as it circles back around to that you're like i have the 180 luna bar at the start of oh, the day no, it's definitely lunch not comes around food. and i'm like not not for me it's just my uh <laughs> oh i won't have like a huge breakfast and then i'll like have lunch and i'll be fine yeah yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to lose weight, Jake. That's fair. I'm a very hefty boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true, <laughs> especially in comparison to me. <laughs> I'm fat. Uh, so today's episode is actually about a game uh, called Super Liminal, and maybe another game, depending on time. <laughs> I was going to say the transition should have been like, uh, well, it's a. Or if you had given me a second to, like, rebuttal. Rebut? Uh-huh. Is it rebut? Mm. Well, I know, I know butthole's not it, so. No, it's not butthole. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oh, Jake, that's all a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. And then we can hop into super liminal. Oh, that would have been good. All right, let's go it back. Is, it is a... All right, roll back. All right, so um, anyways, food and calories, breakfast and stuff. But, I mean, I feel like I'm fat. So anyway, you're talking about super liminal. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's like a, it's a puzzle game, I guess. Yeah, 100% puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a nice shift on puzzle games because it's not just straight hair mechanics. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Uh, it's closer to... I don't want to say The Witness because The Witness is overly... Uh, yeah, it is. It is a perspective. This is a perspective-based game. Mm-hmm. so a lot of things might be like oh i need to rotate or that thing i think is in the background i can move into the foreground right and it's 
you can like uh, grow and shrink objects based on where they are in relation to your view. Yeah. So if you pick up an object closer and then you kind of just drop it and walk back, it's still going to be at the same size you had it like in front of your face. Right. But if you kind of like picked it up and held it out in front of you, like it was in the corner of the room and then dropped it, you could walk up to it and it would be at the distance it was. Yeah. It's tiny. It's kind of weird to describe because it's like, it's like the pixel perspective. That was the thing that took, like, it took me a while to wrap my mind around it. The cause and effect, I actually learned, like, relatively quickly. Like, if you, like, throw stuff up at the air. If you're looking up at stuff and then drop mm-hmm. it, it'll get bigger. That's the reliable way to make things bigger is look at them in the air and then drop it. Because you're looking up at it and it's gigantic. Um, but I didn't. Because, <laughs> you know, when you look up at things, you're like, Dear God, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's literally how I, it I works. I get what you're though. saying, though. Yeah, yeah. Because Jake's saying if you hold it above your head, it'll be whatever fixed size to start. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then uh, as you let go and gravity takes effect, it'll move closer to your face. Therefore, you can't see as much of anything else. You see more of just the object. Right. So your brain perceives it as it's now bigger. It's like um, if you... That was the way to make objects bigger that I remembered. And then dropping stuff near a wall so there was like a backdrop to it um, reduces the size. You're like, okay, so I'll just put things like in a corner or whatever. And that's the way I just intuitively learned how to grow or shrink objects in Superliminal. Um, But it was still like mind bending for a while. Um, Because it's just, it's just, it's really weird. From a physics like simulation perspective, it's also just really weird. Yeah. It's like usually like we've played games and we expect props to be the same pretty much whenever we interact with them. Um, and then your perception of the prop doesn't change the prop itself. And superliminal, that's no longer true. Literally what you're looking at becomes reality. Yeah. But I think we should point out it's just limited to specific objects. Mm-hmm. It's not like you walk into a room and it's like, don't blink the wrong way. <laughs> otherwise, you'll undo reality. Yeah. It is very much like, hey, here's one or two items you have to interact with. And, <clears throat> excuse me, to start off, they make it kind of obvious like, right. hey, there's a door up there and you have this angular piece of cheese what are you gonna do right and you're like if that were bigger that'd be a ramp mm-hmm. and you use and reuse those types of tools for a little bit actually uh i i like it for like we've talked about puzzle games a bit and i like when games can um reduce the the problem set or reduce the scope of the variables for how you're interacting with a problem um, most games do this like for tutorial purposes. It's just like, hey, you have to figure this thing out to literally proceed. There's nothing else you can do. Figure this one thing out. And once you've done it, we'll trust that you know it. You know this mechanic, you may proceed. Exactly. So it's like when literally it's just escape door, cheese, you're like, all right, probably cheese somehow. And then you'll figure the rest out. <laughs> I've eaten the cheese. <laughs> right now now about that door. You just type out eat cheese. <laughs> Use cheese on door. Throw <laughs> cheese at door. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it takes something that's spatially really kind of confusing 
and uh, helps you helps you build the skill set necessary to actually manipulate it, um, which I think is is interesting for a game like this. So I have a question: um, How do you question. think <laughs> that this style of game? How do you think people who aren't really gamers or have played a lot of puzzle games, first person games, how do you think they would interact with it? Like, would they just lose their minds, or would it? be easier for them um i would probably say the former yeah because if i'm showing somebody a game who's not familiar in gaming verse Mm -hmm. um even mechanically just moving around and doing basic stuff is kind of a hurdle because they're not used to that interface right right um so then you're like okay so this is a game about perspective so they're just gonna go around and they're not gonna understand what to do or what to look at yeah because for them the whole world is new and it's not like an existing world it's like hey we've tweaked something what is it right whereas we if we've done it a lot we can look at it and say like oh that thing's askew and i can probably move back here to look at a certain angle okay that looks like a an actual shape gotcha and i can then pluck that physical object out so it's kind of like it's one more degree separated from reality. Whereas yeah. if you're operating in a 3D space in a game, you're not super familiar with that. You want to first associate that with reality. Understand it in the same way you understand reality. 100%, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. It was something I thought about like while going through here. I was like, this is this is some very novel gameplay. It's clearly propped up by this one. I say propped up. That's a negative kind of connotation, but it's driven by this one feature. Yeah. But so like for me, when I was going through, I, I didn't really get stuck on many things because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's this mechanic. Okay. I'll use that mechanic to do the thing. Yeah. And like I go to a room and be like, uh, probably this. Yeah. And then I would go and it didn't really feel like I was held up unless it was like something, at least to me at that point in time, very innocuous. Mm-hmm. Did you feel the same way? I did for a lot of it. There was a couple puzzles. Um, for the most part, they they don't introduce a lot of variables in the puzzles. They have some like visual, like I guess clutter or things. Like eventually, you have populated rooms with like lamps and stands and flowers and chairs and things like that. And they have nothing to do with the puzzle, but it's clear that they don't have anything to do with the puzzle. Um, but eventually, See, but that goes back to that game sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like you and I know. This is some background shit, and it's not an interactable thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for somebody else who's just being dropped in that space, they're like, there's 37 things in this room. Yeah. What do I do? Right. Start trying to turn over chairs and stuff. Can't interact with the chair. Can't interact with that chair. Can't interact with that chair. So Where we learn, you can't interact with chairs. <laughs> there's a specific hallway at a point, and the eventual solution is there's nothing you can interact with in the room. Yeah. But if you look out one window... You see, like, oh, a moon or a star in the distance. It's the moon, yeah. You can mm-hmm. pick up the moon and kind of draw that closer in your field of view to make it bigger. And then you can grab, like, a door or a key or something on yeah. the other side of it. This is the door sitting on the yeah. moon, yeah. But that took me a little bit because I didn't see where it was yeah. mm-hmm. or what I was looking for. But that's one of those things where it helps if you already know, here are my things i can play with and interact with yeah mm-hmm. you know the space you can, yeah you can separate the scope of interactable versus not exactly and i did have like to answer your question i did have some examples of times where i kind of got stumped and it was 
it was due to me not understanding exactly how certain mechanics worked. Um, there, at one point, they introduce so usually you can you can pick up objects, you can hold them in front of you, um, and then just depending on your perspective, that's the size, that's the basic mechanic. Make things small, make things large, and then eventually they introduce um, a mechanic where you can't hold items, but when you click an item as though you were going to hold it, uh, it just creates a copy of that item at its perspective size, just slightly smaller, um, in front of the item. Mm-hmm. And I, they show this by having like a door at the end of a hallway, and you can click the door and it makes a smaller door in front of it. You can click the door again and it makes a smaller door in front of it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, just mash mouse and make, make uh, a bunch of tiny doors, right? Of increasingly tiny doors. And you actually make a ramp out of doors, which to like climb over which I actually think is awesome. Just the idea that the solution was a ramp of doors, I thought was ironically hilarious. Um, but unfortunately I didn't learn the mechanic and the mechanic really works. It doesn't create a small version of the item in front of the original creates a small version of the item according to your perspective in front of you. Yeah, but and that mattered for one puzzle. No, that's, yeah, that statement is one hundred percent correct. Yeah, are you talking about the the fan? It was the fan. Yeah, <laughs> I wasted so much time there, just filling the room with tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. So a good puzzle, I think. I think it's an example of a good puzzle. Uh huh. Because basically, the setup is you have a tomato. And you need to drop it on, like, a pressure plate on the other side of the room. It's, like, up a ramp. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, pretty obvious. You're, like, oh, from here to there, I just got to do the thing, right? Pretty simple. Yeah. But for the section you're in, you can't pick up objects. You're just making these copies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, next to the tomato, there's kind of, like, a cross hallway where there's a fan blowing. Yeah. Fairly heavily, so anytime you are cloning objects, it will kind of push it all into the corner. Yep. Now, me being smart, I went to the top of the ramp, and I was like, I'm just going to flood the whole fucking thing with tomatoes. Yeah, that's literally what I did. (laughs) And eventually, it'll be forced, forced Mm. to go up the ramp. Yep. In which case, I can maybe just kind of kick a tomato onto there, activate the pressure plate, and we'll be on our merry way. Mm. It It is very difficult. Uh... I'm not sure if it's actually possible to do. I, I definitely did not accomplish it. <laughs> yeah. But at a point, I realized what the actual mechanic was that Jake was talking about. Of I stood at the top of the ramp, I moved back a little bit, and I made a copy of the tomato so it would be in front of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the top of the ramp. Yeah, exactly. So they throw in this great red herring of, hey, here's this obstacle, the fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But you're automatically in that mindset because your brain makes these connections and assumptions because that's how your brain works. Right. It's like, hey, I'm walking into this building. You immediately see a hallway. You have assumptions about the hallway mm-hmm. and the doors and where they go based off of spatial reasoning and other things. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. brain makes these connections to get you through day-to-day stuff based off of other information you've already acquired. Right. So when you see like this hurdle of the fan, you're like, got to get around the fan. Yeah, exactly. And it's mm, mm, so good. 
it the thing is like it's it's only so good if you understand the mechanic though so like if you don't actually know how the perspective rule for making copies functions then it's just super frustrating because you're not operating the game has given you a puzzle and the variables you're working with aren't the same thing as what the game expects you to have because you're dumb in my case (laughs) (laughs) no i I feel that the uh the funny thing about that though is also there was a little light switch uh near the actual exit to the room which is closed and you can click on it to clone it to make like a smaller light switch and i'm like that can't be and i just start like clicking it and i spent like two minutes clicking this little light switch making increasingly tiny light switches and like someone who understands how diminishing returns works would understand that like this the the distance i was getting stacking these light switch clones was less and less and less and less and less until then i was finally like clicking like 50 times and the light switch is barely moving any closer to the the actual button uh to hold it down i'm like i feel like maybe i'm dumb <laughs> as it turns out that was the answer i was i was dumb it's like an asymptotic relationship of like maybe if i have this pile of glitter i can have it weigh down this thing yeah yeah <laughs> i'll just move each individual grain but like the, the the game plays with obviously perspective a ton i remember um pretty early in like you're dealing with a, a pawn like a chess pawn mm-hmm. you can like it's one of the common objects you can manipulate in apple other things like that but you see like a hallway with a pawn at the end of it and you're like okay it's like a piece you can't interact with it and if you move forward uh it becomes obvious that it's actually just paint like that's just been elongated basically like painted longwise to look like a pawn yeah it was uh, just when you're standing at the beginning of the hallway you're like yeah. oh a pawn uh-huh. but as you walk up to it you see it from like a stretch out it's like when you see like the street paintings yes exactly it's yeah. meant from like a very specific spot because if you're like five feet to the left you're like that looks way off yeah exactly um and the game continues to do that to kind of subvert your uh your expectations there was um there's another perspective puzzle where um you had to line up specifically like find a spot to look at uh paint on like a wall and like a pillar or something like that to make a cube show up so like make the cube uh aligned properly all of the paints aligned to show the cube perfectly Mm -hmm. and then you can click the cube and it becomes real and you can use it to solve the puzzle i love that that i like I think the reason I like it is because it has a single solution and it's something you can intuitively start to like figure out. You're like, Oh, this doesn't look right. There's paint on the wall. What's the next piece? Okay. It's not lined up. Now let me find the right spot. So there's just a, literally a single solution is standing on this X looking in this direction and clicking. Yeah. Whereas some of the other puzzles were like, um, you could have like lossy solutions where um you could find a way to just like climb over a wall but you had to grow an object some amount before you did that and then like keep dropping the object to try to like get it to make a ramp or something i think like an exit sign is a is a guilty party in this um but you might drop it and then just doesn't fall in such a way that it makes a ramp so you're like okay we'll try this again 
and then you accidentally make it too big or too small because you drop it at a weird angle like perspective wise i had issues with that i i mean i understand how it's difficult mechanically because it's not it's not clean doesn't snap in Mm -hmm. but i kind of like it to a degree for that reason because i feel like i'm cheating the system in a way gotcha even though the game's like i want to design these rules mechanics uh, you will work with those stipulations mm-hmm. and find a solution. Like one was uh, you're in a big room and you have these two uh, doorways. Mm-hmm. If you go in one, you become smaller and everything else becomes bigger yeah. in perspective. Uh, and vice versa, if you go in the other door, everything becomes smaller. Mm-hmm. And you need to go out. There's like a door uh, up on the wall somewhere. Yeah, it's way above you. Um. But in your when you're in these different sized rooms, air quotes, yeah, you can still grow and shrink those doorways. Yes. So I ended up making it so I went in the one doorway and I stacked the other doorway on top of it, so I'd go out of it and change size at the same time. And just kept running through. It was some weird Alice in Wonderland bullshit. Yeah. But it took me like a good five to seven minutes to like stack everything. Yeah. Appropriately. Um. But it just felt cool once I got them. Like. I don't know if that was right, but I did it. Yeah, the 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 answer or the solution I had to that one was actually become small enough. So to describe the mechanic, when you're when you go through one of these doorways, the you are being either shrunk or grown mm-hmm. to reflect how large the world seems when you look through. Which matters so that for the actual doorway itself, you need to fit through. Exactly. Yeah. Um and the solution I had for that is uh, if you shrink enough, you can actually pick up one of the doorways and then use perspective to just drop it on the window seal. Oh, you you actually dropped the doorway, the doorway in the exit. In, at the exit. Oh, and it just ran through. smart man. Um, there, there was another one that was a similar puzzle. It was uh, the first time you introduced changing your size really in perspective to this is a house. And I love that one. That one's really cool. Um, the first part is like it's just a house on a, a table and you're like alright where's the puzzle in the room you can kind of look in the house and be like okay I can interact with it pick up the house lift it up above you so it's gigantic drop it drop the house yeah drop <laughs> drop it like it's house raise the roof <laughs> and then let go <laughs> and uh, the, the door the doorway into the house is now slightly larger do it a couple times and now you can run in but then there's like a ledge on the inside and if you make the house too big you actually can't climb over the ledge yep so you have to make it just the right size like you're like um what's that children's story goldilocks goldilocks thank you very much uh i was gonna say little bo peep and i was like "Hmm, that sounds wrong (laughs) (laughs) um climb up there and then there's another exit to the house another door um so now that you've accomplished this first goal, you can go out a different doorway, continue to manipulate your own size now, get real freaking small, go back in the house, jump over a bunch of like parkour stacked things, and finally leave. But it's so awesome that the game lets you do that. Yeah. it's. I feel like I undersell the game because it wasn't a super long game, and yeah. it was straightforward to me as far as puzzle mechanics <laughs> right but, well, again 200 iq <laughs> <laughs> hardly <laughs> but there is like a certain uh, novelty and joy because it's 
it's playing off of when you're dicking around with your imagination as a kid you're like, uh-huh. wouldn't it be cool if i could like shrink and like go run around with like ants and see the world from that scale yeah mm-hmm. or to become a giant be like how would things look how would i interact with stuff um and like flying around and other things like that and it's just like a nice thought experiment to tap into i think do you remember the the bouncy castle yeah that was like instant for me i'm like really i, I know what to do okay yeah that was that was you passed the iq test <coughs> i was struggling with that one for quite a while because i was like i sometimes try to solve incorrectly and i'll try to brute force a solution incorrectly mm-hmm. where the actual solution is actually in this case really weird but also more straightforward so, so can you describe the setup yeah. for that one so you have a bouncy castle that's in the center of like an empty pool and you're in i guess like this small pool room yeah it's just a pool room trying to think what that was called but i guess like the just like a gym pool yes yeah um it's like a square so you see that's the interactable thing you blow it up you go inside and then you have an exit at some point after you go down a hallway where you're looking back at the gym pool room Mm -hmm. but like from an air vent yeah it's way above it like a circular vent and you see the door you need to go out of which is uh higher up you're like how do i get there Mm -hmm. so i was like oh i'll pick up the balancey castle and face it at the door yeah and then leave (laughs) yeah you solved it immediately then this took me a while but to be fair when you were describing the solution for the adjusting your own size two doorways thing you Uh did the exact same solution and i struggled there yeah it's uh similar things do come up but it's not (laughs) for whatever reason (laughs) yeah it's it's something like once you actually get the mechanic that helps you a lot any other time it comes up but you have to have that base understanding of how it works yes uh the thing that like i don't know if we've adequately <laughs> represented so far or not is that when you go through the door in the bouncy castle this area above the pool overlooking the pool is in the bouncy castle so when dave picked it up out of the pool and set it up on the diving board near the exit I was constantly puking from motion blur. And <laughs> the, like the game doesn't like literally shake your world. Actually, in one case it does. Um, not here. I'll, I'll describe the level next. Okay. But uh, there's it's this inception nonsense where you're manipulating the space you're in, um, so you can walk back out the door somewhere else. It's like it's crazy. I don't know. It blew my mind. The the area um, I remember was. Uh, it was like a soundproof room and i think it was the space between dreams because technically there's a story this is supposed to be like dream therapy or something uh, the biggest of air quotes will i be providing here yeah for our audio listeners it's sumna sculpt is the name of the the company i wrote it down sumna sculpt dream therapy that's the only reason i know what it is um but you're in this like world between uh dreams where things are like a bit weird um and you can find you yourself are in a room and then you can find like a house or something and pick it up and drop it and every time you drop it everything shakes like dust falls from the ceiling and you're like oh snap i'm dropping the room (laughs) that i'm in great distances uh and it was it was really cool the solution to that one was like which also took me a while actually 
how quickly how quickly did you figure that out do you remember this puzzle i'm not remembering that specific one because you have to cause a paradox oh to solution to fix it really quick yeah okay again this one took me a while i was like what are you talking about again not to my own credit it's just for me in that instant i'm like it's i have this thing and i have this thing yeah there's nothing else i can do so i kind of like smushed the doors together yeah oh uh, so it would create a loop yeah uh, it's not intuitive in that moment so you have like the house the room that you're in you can carry that room um or you could like go through a door which like takes you back you know mm-hmm. back there but if you carry the room itself the one you can drop and make everything shake through the exit to the room you've screwed everything up and uh paradox production is not in effect apparently and it sets you back like it, it puts you back out of the dream um it's got like a lot of inception nonsensey things going on um not the same but like similar in some ways i never saw inception you never you never you've never seen the movie inception correct what that was like a big movie. Even I saw Inception. Did you see that one movie that I saw and like that I <laughs> thought people should see? Well, the thing was like, it's like, I felt like it was a pretty big cultural touchstone for a while. Like the Inception horn and Hans Zimmer and everything oh, like I that. Oh, I heard blahs at high school a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it just, it's one of those like, I missed that initial boat uh-huh. and then I never went back and saw it. <laughs> it's a good boat. I hear. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's actually on Netflix now. Yeah. I could. Yeah, just literally check it out. We'll have Inception episode (laughs) (laughs) coming up. Um, But uh, yeah, it's something. It's just like expand your mind level stuff. Um, Also, you wrote the note for this, but it's Stanley Parable, like in the style of how there's always a voice talking to you. Yeah, I definitely did get some of those vibes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of times you go back to like the therapy center in between dreams, which I'm not sure were like level yeah. uh, stop points. They had like loading screens in between them. Um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of trying to subvert some things. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite examples of that, and I was angry but pissed. <laughs> I think this, but, is, this could be the but also happy enraged yeah. I, <laughs> fucked up, I fucked up my initial sentence um, <laughs> there's a perspective piece where you have to pick up a queen which you're like oh I've now picked this up and it literally removes part of the wall and you can go forward and continue right on the left hand side though there is a doorway did you ever go through that doorway I don't think so I don't I don't remember getting stuck on this at least I think I just literally went through this It's not for progress. It's just like a side room, but it's like up. Mm -hmm. So you have like a a six-sided die, and you have this queen piece. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to finagle away. Yeah. Because you actually have to set the thing down in a way and then put the queen piece on top of it. Mm -hmm. So gravity will kind of lean it over, and you jump up and all this. Mm -hmm. It took me too long to do. But when I finally got up there... It was a dead end. There was literally fucking nothing. Oof. They just put like a little hallway. <laughs> <laughs> just to and screw I was with like, you. Mm, damn it. Yeah, um, got me again. But it felt cool to like explore a little bit. But also tangenting back 
uh, in an indirect way. Mm-hmm. There's a point later on when you're, you're in this fairly empty room, and I didn't know what to do for like a good 15 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. um, until I just was like walking into the walls. Uh, okay. And I actually went through the wall because it wasn't actually a wall. It was just dark. Yes. Uh-huh. It was dark. And I assumed that because the other parts of the wall that were black, I'm like, oh, that's a wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain made that assumption. Yeah. But it's a perspective thing where it's just like, hey, this is blacked out. You can't is, see it. This is a black and white filing cabinet room. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a shadow, actually. It's a shadow yeah. of one of the filing cabinets. It's just that dark and matches the rest of the wall. You're like, mm-hmm. it's the wall. Yeah. It's <coughs> it's freaking crazy. They do that like perspective games sometimes. Um, like uh, one of the ones I remember. They do that a couple times where you need to like... Um, step out into darkness uh, and like just find the exit but um, one I remember was there is a room it was when things were falling about uh, falling falling apart near the end of the game and uh, there's like a groove hidden on the right side of the room and there's no like nothing to solve in the room you're just like what in the world is going on here but if you just like back up you'll just fall you just straight up fall down into the next puzzle, yep. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, they love to mess around with stuff like that. There's also like kind of, I, I think approaching the end, there's a, um, a parking lot and it's just like an infinite parking lot with just like lights. That's it. Just um, yeah, street lights, you know, basically. And uh, if you uh, find, if you walk in a direction it'll create a wall where that stops being infinite and it becomes like a painting it's like the classic uh roadrunner situation mm-hmm. you're like oh let me like run through this tunnel and it's just like there you go 2d 2d cardboard cut out and this is one i actually did it's not actually a puzzle to solve so i figured it out <laughs> uh and followed the edge of the wall around until it just created the next wall next wall next wall and i was like okay i've solved it turned back and it had changed the center <coughs> And you could progress, but just like a lot of a lot of messing around with stuff like that. The game also has like a um, a, a I don't I wouldn't say twisted sense of humor, but there's like a almost murder plot or like horror section uh, around the middle. Yeah, where there's like presumably blood like streaks across the floor, and this is where a lot of that darkness, like uh, dark shadows and things like that, are coming into play. Um the thing I loved was you're walking down a hallway and on the opposite side, there's like two doors, um, like a school hallway, you know, whatever. And, uh, in the window of one of them, you see what looks like a humanoid figure behind the door, like their silhouette. And you're like, Oh snap. I didn't realize this is one of those games. This is one of like the, the steam tag should have told me. Right. And you walk around and it's just like a pawn, I think with a mop or something like that, just standing on a chair yeah and that's literally all it is it's just there to screw with you and like i even looked back i went back and i looked at the silhouette and like yeah i kind of see the pun you know (laughs) they let you they let you see what you want to see yeah it's really good at uh challenging your preconceived notions Hmm. which is why after i play this game i'm no longer racist 
That's, there you go. Damn. Fixed him. Solved it. Good job, Superliminal. What Camp could not accomplish. <laughs> Superliminal has. No, Camp made me stop being gay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, one, of my favorite, I, one of my favorite puzzles, though, was actually... I was trash-talking the exit sign before, mm-hmm. but I think the first time you see it, it's in a room where there's two doors you have to open, like a chamber beyond... So there's a door that leads into a chamber and there's another exit with another exit door and there's two buttons in the first room and there's like nothing to manipulate except literally the exit sign above the first door. I was like, wait, and they just started dragging it up into the <laughs> sky repeatedly, like making it gigantic and you make the exit sign so big that it can span these like 10 feet or whatever and hit both buttons at once. I'm like, I am a genius yeah that one felt pretty cool and then i felt really dumb for most of the puzzles after <laughs> that point but that was uh that was super liminal i think it like it doesn't overstay its welcome is one of the things i could say that's best about it yeah it's it's a good fun thought experiment but yeah it's not a this is a weekend game yeah it's like a two-hour game which is, as it turns out, the amount of time I want to put in the puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a nice, like, hey, let me just go in type thing. It actually reminds me of a, original Portal in a lot of ways. Whoa. Do do not. <laughs> the, the, do not. Uh, let me equate, let me explain why it reminds me of that. It's because they took one mechanic mm-hmm. and they're like, this is interesting, this is novel, let's make a short game based off of it. It's like, five times longer than the original portal at like two and a half hours but (laughs) (laughs) uh but it's a similar deal they never throw too much more at you yeah i don't think it would do well as a longer game no no definitely not it's hard to pull that off like talos principle basically you have to have complexity around that level to have a lengthy puzzle game yeah but they also have like a story in there and other stuff and then they have little hidden hints of things for going outside of, hey, here's the game area. Here's some other stuff. You could maybe use the tools that you've learned if you look in like these hidden places to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely worth the, the playthrough, especially if you can like pick it up on sale. Um, but it's a pretty short game, so go into it expecting. If you played Stanley Parable through three times maybe four times expect comparable gameplay to that you know (laughs) um and none of the endings where it requires you to sit sit there for like seven hours just like tapping a button or something like that um but yeah i mean it gets my recommendation and it's a puzzle game so that's automatically actually high praise four Mm -hmm. four out of this <laughs> is strong strong phrase um another good little puzzle game mm-hmm. which I remember way back in the day and played a little bit again was antichamber do you remember oh, that oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do you remember that thing that we talked about talking about <laughs> um i vaguely vaguely remember this antichamber i think was initially a humble bundle game yeah i think so it was published by humble bundle actually which what? is crazy oh. yeah yeah. Those are a few and far between. That's a little bit weird. But this was like a pickup for like five bucks. Uh, and it was 
very hyped by everybody who I knew know who knew who played it, mm-hmm. uh, and rightly so because it does have a lot of content in it. It's very fun and unique. But going back, and you kind of mirrored my sentiments on this. Fuck that game because <laughs> it's not like a typical puzzle game. Where it's like, hey, here are the mechanics and do yada yada. It's like, hey, uh, we don't really have rules. Go. Yeah, you, you know it means something when Humble Bundles like getting so desperate they're like, we'll sell our own kids, <laughs> you know, instead of whatever they normally do. Um, I have to temper my uh, my feedback for Antichamber because I was still. I was trying to quickly make progress through it, which is the worst way to play that game. <laughs> no, it's see, again, that goes back to like the very first playthrough. It was completely exploratory <coughs> and that part of it was fun. Yeah. Because like when you made progress again, air quotes, cause what the fuck does that mean in that game? Yeah. Uh, it felt really good, but when you're just initially exploring, you're trying to like rush through, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, just, just give me the, just give me the, let me, let me through the door. Let right. me do the thing. And it doesn't facilitate that at all. Mm-hmm. I can, I can go, into, I feel like I can break this down just a little bit. Like some of the criticism is because the game drops you in a room where your menu is up on the wall, which is cool. You know, I like, it I when, like those. Things I like too. when, I like those when they're cool. like, Hey, you have no escape menu. If you accidentally press escape, it actually just takes you back to the start room. Sorry, <laughs> you know, whatever. Hold escape to quit. Literally, it's just a give bug. Up. It became a feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it was hold escape to go back to the room. But yeah, it was. Um, as you're making progress, like through all these different rooms, it's got very high contrast. Literally, just black, white, and then a couple colors. Some neons. Yeah. Um, but uh, you are guaranteed not to. M- not to make it through each section that you reach you'll find side passages and then when you first go actually go back to the main room it'll be populating this large map that looks like it was an auto-generated roguelike actually sort of more than anything else Mm -hmm. it's just like a bunch of squares and hallways and you can tell which rooms you haven't solved and you can tell which room you came from because they mark that on the map uh, when you return but usually so all those nice things we were talking about for sublim or super liminal um where it's like it doesn't allow you to progress mm-hmm. until you've figured out what's going on uh anti-chamber does none of that you can like just supersonic speed hedgehog yourself through like vast swaths of the map with like no unlocks nothing like that um, skipping past almost all of the puzzles uh, in ways that doesn't force you to learn anything, but then spatially makes no sense. Like, it doesn't help you map anything out. It doesn't help you acclimate yourself with what it's doing. Yeah. You can skip past, like, because you never have or sat down and been like, hey, these are how, this is how the game works. So, I don't think it really ever does that at a point mm-hmm. from my recent experience and then compounded with my uh, ever decaying memory of things because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very weird map certain things are straightforward and do connect Yeah, but it also plays around with a lot of those hey if you go down this hallway and turn around 
that wasn't where you came from. Yeah. It's like psychedelic more than yeah. anything. Yeah. It will kind of portal you to different places and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's consistent with what it does, but if you're just going through, you're like, gee, this is confusing. Right. But as you were going through the game, you unlock these guns. Each gun is a different color, mm-hmm. and then each color you get allows you to do like an additional function. Um, but I feel like the game specializes in saying like, hey, here's this weird thing. You might have to come back to it. But what tools can you use and abuse to get through it? Yeah. It's so like the first thing you get is the blue gun mm-hmm. where you can right click pixels. There's like specific like blue colored pixels. Give them the suck. Give them the suck. Mm-hmm. And it puts it in your gun and then you can shoot them out with left clicks. So you can place things. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so you can use that as an obstruction for something or you can make a pathway mm-hmm. or you can like put on yourself and make like a little tower and elevate yourself. Yeah. Get yourself up out of it. <laughs> right. Um, but it's cool. You're like, oh, what are the applications of this thing? Yes. So you might go back to an area and you're like, okay, I can now make like a little shitty tower mm-hmm. or that door is going to close and I need like some key component for it. But now I can keep that door open. Exactly. Keep it, block it up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that is really cool. But then there are pieces along the way like where you get gated by, hey, you need the next level of gun to do mm. something. I actually, I missed the tell for that too. Like one thing I didn't, what? didn't realize until afterwards, so you're talking about needing the next level oh, of yeah. gun. Um, if something has a blue pixel and you can suck it up, it's supposed to be accomplishable with the blue gun. Accomplishable mm-hmm. with the blue gun. Uh, if it has a green pixel... You should need the green gun. And if it's the yellow pixel, you should need the yellow gun. A red pixel needs a red gun. And I literally never put that together. So I just spent time fluffing about <laughs> trying to like... And here, here's, here's, here's the problem. You can waste a lot of time doing that. But a lot of puzzles in antechamber are, also have multiple solutions. Yeah. So you can actually like sequence break like a lot of stuff towards the end of the game. Um like just rush guns um using color pixels that would indicate you need advanced guns that you actually don't need um and it just it's the opposite right it's so open-ended it's so like try to figure it out uh and i like that in an exploration game but not necessarily a puzzle game no no not at all this is not subnautica (laughs) Subnautica is super solid uh, in that regard. <laughs> it feels good, though, when you, you're getting these guns mm-hmm. and being able to go back. Right. Um, but at the same time, certain things... Oh. It's hard for me to tell if I'm making a really cheesy solution mm-hmm. that's going to be effective or... So there's a room specifically where if you're inside of the room, there's like a bottomless pit under it. Um you're like, why would you go into that room? Then? Yeah. <laughs> but there's also a force field that will destroy any blocks that you place and mm-hmm. will also remove any blocks from your gun. Yeah. But the reason I say that there's like a pit under it is you can actually like build a pathway up. Yeah. Using just a blue gun and placing some blocks. Yeah. Um, so that's like a possible solution. Is that the right one? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what I did at the time. 
but then like it took me to a room that was just like hey here's some stuff about how we made the game and i'm like i spent 20 minutes <laughs> doing this you piece of shit <laughs> so that was a little frustrating because i thought it was, it was supposed to be progress mm-hmm. but it was just side content that i didn't really want to opt into yeah yeah i know it's um it's it's hard for me to really really hate on antichamber in a general sense but in the way that i played it i definitely don't think it was ideal i don't want to spend a bunch of time on one puzzle i want to know if i have all the tools for a puzzle quickly yeah um and it has a couple cheap shots like um like fake walls sometimes where it's just like Oh, it's it's literally like back to doom where it's just press activate on every wall. Mm-hmm. You don't have to activate, you just walk near it or walk into it, but that's not I don't I don't know what that gets me, right? It's just like it's trial and error. If the solution to your problem is trial and error, then you've designed a problem, a so you've designed a puzzle that I will use that approach to solve <laughs> like a good job on you for that, but it's not, it's not the way to do it. I don't think King's quest should be called a puzzle game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to like, can I mix these two things together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can I give this thing to this guy? No. Okay. They also, <laughs> that did nothing. They, they kind of pride themselves on not telling you anything basically. Like there's, there's some things you can figure out, but, um, one instance of this is once you have an advanced gun, I'm not sure if it was green or yellow. Um, I think green has super suck, right? Like you can just suck faster. <laughs> so Jake, <laughs> um, I can't recall exactly. I think green does improve like how fast you can collect blocks to a degree. Mm-hmm. But the main thing with green is if you, let's say have, nine blocks right yeah mm-hmm. or let's say eight mm-hmm. and you you make a, like a little square it will fill in any space with yeah. blocks okay so that was so you can then take those blocks back you now have net more blocks it grows so you can technically grow make a little farm so like that becomes like a useful mechanic and you try and use and abuse that to get forward yeah um you just have a minimum and then you basically have infinite so but if you take out a load bearing piece right yeah uh it will be like oh i have to disintegrate everything back to the source yeah and that's like a really weird interaction um but when you figure it out later that's actually one of the solutions to like open a series of doors yeah Mm -hmm. because you grow out these tendrils from the doors and then you're like yeah and then things just all start opening in order um it becomes like a timing sequence thing. Yeah, I'm but not it, a fan it feels of timing. cool when you pull it off. But yeah, anytime you add timing into it, you're like, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm a really smart person at puzzle mechanics, but I just don't have the legs for it." That yeah. kind of sucks. Because the puzzle, I, th- I think the one you're talking about is the one where you like form a, pu- a plus, basically in the center. There's a top connection, mm-hmm. left, right, bottom, mm-hmm. and you have to determine through timing, either just big brain smarts or trial and error, which pieces to remove from each of the sides to make those tendrils reach back at the same time to open the doors in front of you before they regrow, essentially. It's like, it's cool. It's mechanically cool. But again, they're adding variance to, I just want stick and I want flint and then I get fire. That's all I want, just stick, flint, fire. (laughs) There you go. 
Jake burned down the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's unfortunate because the game has like a bunch of really cool ideas, and it is mind blowing in a lot of ways. Like where super liminal messes with perception, antechamber just messes with reality. It's just like oh, here's an you know you've got your infinite turning hallway or also a door into darkness right there's like a hidden path you just have to run into a dark wall basically but it's not a wall it's just a dark path um you don't you remember that one it's someone near I, the I start. Do not, yeah why i'm being so quiet and giving you a stare yeah it's like it's a it's a right turn and like there's uh color walls color on the walls and then there's like um a splotch of dark in front of you and if you just run straight it's an unlit hallway but because every other part of the hallway is lit, you don't see it as a hallway. Um, every just uh, that's going to be the description. I don't think I don't think we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one of the other gripes I have for it is they give you convenience upgrades on some of the other tools that just make the game less obnoxious, like a tool that can quickly place or pick up pixels instead of having to tap a hundred thousand times, <laughs> like. Yeah, it feels good that you get it, but it feels good because they you deprived me of it earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it's kind of kind of unfortunate, but it it's just one of those like it feels good as an exploratory game. Mm-hmm. Does not always necessarily necessarily feel good as a puzzle game for those reasons cuz you get gated by certain stuff and you don't know what the tools are. Yeah, and where you need to go because it's very open-ended but for that reason when you get gun upgrades to do more cool pixely shit it feels really good yeah but the gun that really sucks is good like i think it's i think it's i think it's the red one but you can basically vacuum up pixels and it'll pull them in from the sides and into the gun well, the thing with... I think red is the final one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that will suck the pixel and anything adjacent. Yeah. But then when you shoot it out, it also works the same way. You can So it will it. fill a space. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it just continually adds things. So you can literally make like a, a tower under mm-hmm. you or completely fill a floor if you so deemed and like make a horizontal service whereas green allows you to grow things and generate more pixels and yellow allows you to take pixels that are there mm-hmm. and move them right you can command them like <laughs> yeah so like one of the things that had like a big pit i actually said like hey uh let's go over here so i dragged it and then as think of it like snake Yes, it's, it's not snake. modifying the number of pixels, just their position. Mm-hmm. So it's it was sliding across, and I would just jump along it because the floor under me was moving, so I needed to stay on top of it. Yeah, but I use that to like navigate one or two things. The actual like puzzle solving and like what the tools can do are pretty much always cool. Like it's it's always good, and I like maybe not always good, but most of the time good. And I like the way that they're used, the mechanics. The thing that kills me is just not knowing what mechanics are at play, whether I'm short, a few crayons, like what's going on, right? Um, but 
I don't know. It's like you said, it's, it's much better if you have a lot of time you can dump into it or if you're just going to be in a, ro- a locked room with like some snacks for a weekend or something. I could see that being perfect for antechamber. Yeah. Just grow immersed in it and lose your mind. Like one of the benefits of Saw is he said, let's play a game. And he gave the guy a saw. Uh-huh. That guy immediately knew what his objective was and what his ex- his available tools were. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, next week, reviewing the saw game. No. That would definitely be like a PS1 title. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I imagine it has like the worst polygonal graphics. Yeah, I don't even... I assume it is a game. I don't even actually know. I don't think they've ever made games. Hmm. I think it's have eight movies now manhunt i know that's a game i think i was got i think i got banned pretty sure that one got banned um was that a playstation title? <laughs> i think like it was, i think it was pc it was back when it's like oh. you could release anything because the, there was no way yes yeah, the, the, the splash art is like a, a guy who's in a wooden chair like for electrocution right it was something like that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i remember hearing about that yeah we're probably not gonna cover that one though we had to cover um what was it outlast first that's the modern remake i am too much of a big baby boy to ever touch that <laughs> remotely yeah same uh so anyways these are puzzle games um i'd say dave probably can he can withstand the uh the brunt of intellectual stress more than i can i'm just like where's the gun where's the fire where's the flint <laughs> like I have fire and I have flint. How do I get stick? <laughs> um, Which is weird because for how we've approached many other games that are more RPG based, mm-hmm. I'm very much the, hey, uh, give me the flint, fire, stick scenario. Yeah. I'm very brute force murder hobo. Mm-hmm. Whereas you always get into magic, arcana, potions, and you know <laughs> trying to game certain stuff in a way yeah to like optimize i'm just like let's fuck that shit up <laughs> so maybe that adds to my exploratory abilities i don't know people are complicated but i'm oddly patient in that way for some puzzle games yes it's true checks out you just you think you know people and then you and they don't surprise know you. me <laughs> you don't know jack next week on soapstone I think that's also a game. I'm pretty sure that one is. Yeah, that's one of the uh, Jackbox games. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Jake's like, is that an episode <laughs> idea? Should we write that down? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that's uh, I don't, probably not. <laughs> probably not next week. Um, anything else you want to you wanna say about puzzles? Do you like puzzles in, uh, in your life? If someone traps you in a death game, <laughs> would you be prepared to work your way out of it? <laughs> I don't know. Nah, me either. Um, so I know we've mentioned this before about puzzle games, but I think a lot of it comes down to what you like. Because I don't think there's like a perfect example of hmm. this game knocked it out of the park. There's no issues with it. Yeah. Because every game seems to have some... I want to call them aha moments, but at the same time, it's like, you son of a bitch moments. Take on me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like moments where you get frustrated with something, you're stuck by it, yeah. and then you figure it out. It's like you you might either be the person to be like, "Oh, I see now," yes. or it's the that was a dumb fucking trick you played on me. Yeah, it it, it comes down to fairness. I think yeah. that's 100 percent it. 
It's like when you solve the puzzle, is it because the game hid the solution from you, or because it kind of just flaunted it in front of you, and you're just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like. What are you talking about? And then you see it, and you're like, right. My eyes just don't work so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think there needs to be like a degree <laughs> of like hinting what the player is trying to do. Yeah. Like maybe some earlier stuff for the witness. You might like uh, say, hey, here's a partially done one. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's roughly what you need to do. You're like, oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then you work with it. And other times it's just like, go. And you're like, what game are we playing though? <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't see a board. <laughs> the board's in your mind. Move. Oh, uh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, there's a time and place, but each one's different and unique, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to hear what ones people like in that space. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, usually we agree with many of our listeners opinions because we just strive for approval. Um, but I feel like we probably have, uh, some listeners that really like anti antechamber and, uh, that's absolutely fine. You know, that's just because you're different. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean anything's wrong with you. Can't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a different type of game, but you know, you you have to be in the mood for it and you've got to have an appreciation for puzzle games or you're, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. If you have no desire to discover or be challenged in those moments, <laughs> this it is, sucks. I was gonna say, it really sucks. I thought you were just going to say, like, if you have no desire to discover or be challenged, then you're Jake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm oftentimes not in that space. Uh-huh. Um, so there are a lot of times I'll hop into like a puzzle thing and be like, mm, nope. Yeah. But when you sit down, nobody else is online. You're just like, hey, I'm just going to check out this thing for two hours. You're like willing to accept. Mm-hmm. You're a very accepting state. And you're just like, oh, hey, yeah. let's just see what it is. Yeah. Those moments are probably the best for puzzle games like this. Exactly. You're willing to be in that space. You can play the po- you can do the uh, the crossword puzzle. But sometimes I don't want to do a crossword puzzle. Stick, flint, fire. Those are actually the answers to my crossword. Thank you. <laughs> As always, uh thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Soapstone. Uh, if you would like to send in your feedback regarding this episode and suggest puzzle games that we will never play, you can do so at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the discussion where people will be railing against us for my opinions on antechamber at soapstonepodcast at not that facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. <laughs> the full thing. The full thing. Take the entire sentence, and that's the URL. <laughs> yep, and not that. <laughs> Don't forget the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. Thanks well, again for listening. And if you've gotten this far, I would like to apologize for not posting an episode last week. Mm-hmm. I was dying. Yeah. I felt very sick, and uh, we did not end up doing anything. We just Jake came to visit my sick ass, and uh, we played Smash. So, sorry. Uh, that's it happens sometimes. I mean, we had a pretty good run, so we'll see if we can reestablish the uh, the streak. We've got like a, a whiteboard up there. It's like day, weeks 
without missing a, a podcast. We're just like, ah, erase it and go back to one. That's fine, though. As always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.